Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on True Story FM. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here with Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete Wright. Nikki, I'm having... This is so crazy. So, uh, back chat. Uh, We've already recorded the interview that you're about to hear, and it's with Jamie Coutinho, who is amazing and charming and looks not a little bit like Drew Barrymore. Did you get that feeling at all? Oh, a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can totally see Mm -hmm. a little Drew Barrymore uh, uh, in Jamie. Uh, Very fun conversation. We're talking about entrepreneurs and ADHD. And that's, we're kicking off our little series. And it's like the universe is sending me a signal because I'm having a lousy business owner week. And I don't have, (laughs) I'm not going to get into specifics, but it's one of those lousy business owner weeks. And I'm so frustrated by the mess that I have created for myself in the building of True Story FM. And I am so frustrated by it. And then I show up to this conversation and it just reminds me uh, that uh, everything that I'm going through is totally predictable and absolutely okay and it is such okay it's such a little and you're gonna get through I'm it I'm gonna get through it and it's such a little it's such a little gift to to be able to have yes. this conversation with Jamie I yes, I feel it like it's great uh did you learn something yes yeah you feel I learned a lot yeah. and I adore her yeah yeah, we actually she just has a really nice presence. Yes, she really does. She's super charming, and she, mm-hmm. we have people that are like, "Oh, uh, we're we're best friends already." She doesn't know it yet, Jamie, but we're already best mm-hmm. friends. Yeah, I want to be her. <laughs> I want to be her best friend. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, yeah, we're going to dig great. into that conversation in a minute, but first we have some news. So head over to TakeControlADHD.com to get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show on the website or subscribe to the mailing list. We'll send you an email each time a new episode is released. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest at TakeControlADHD, and you can jump into the ADHD Discord server, which we love. Just head over to TakeControlADHD.com slash Discord. And it'll take you right over to the invitation page which you can accept and jump into our free community. You can also, if you want a little more, if you want to level up, uh, you can jump over to patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. Patreon is listener supported podcasting. For a few dollars a month, you can support this show, ensure that we continue to grow and uh, it, develop new stuff. We're so excited about new stuff. 2023 is going to be a great year, and it's all thanks to you and this Patreon community. And when you sign up, you get access to all kinds of special Discord channels that you not even you can't even see. And I even have, I've been really enjoying the conversation in the Gold Club. Nobody knows that exists because the Gold Club is a secret channel that you only our highest volume contributors get. It just shows up one day. You don't know when that day is going to be as a Discord community member, but someday you'll see the Gold Club is there and you will get all the juiciest memes because that's what it's posted. <laughs> it's just comedy. So, well, and you know what else what? that I want to say about Patreon that's important? Sure. Uh, you get the live feed, right? Yes. At uh, at the deluxe level. Mm-hmm. And in this particular conversation that we had with Jamie, there were actually a lot of questions after the show stopped recording. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think so it's a want... full 25 minutes of yes. extra conversation. So, yeah. Absolutely. And so that's another benefit of joining because you get to hear those questions and you get to hear something that we don't necessarily put on the podcast it wasn't live it wasn't being recorded for the show absolutely so patreon.com slash just another benefit there absolutely patreon.com slash the adhd podcast to learn more and as we are recording this today 
is a very special day, a VSD, because we have news, right? Yes. What is the news? Group coaching is open. Group coaching is open. We have two fabulous uh, coaching groups that are open for enrollment right now. We have uh, a group around ADHD overwhelm with myself and Ian, uh, one of our other TCA coaches. And what's so cool about this group is we did it last fall. And you come away with a little what to do when I'm overwhelmed toolbox. It's lovely. It's great. And it's... um, it happened organically. And now we were like, that was such a great thing. We want to do it again. More so toolbox. We are more toolbox stuff. Um, so that's a six week group that you can check out. Mm-hmm. And then we've also are going to try an ADHD book club, which I'm really excited about where we're going to focus on different books. And the first book that we're going to focus on is a radical guide with women uh, or I'm sorry, a radical guide for women with ADHD. However, we're opening this up, not just for women, but for anybody who is looking for a radical guide around acceptance, around ADHD, and how to untangle your brain-based challenges, overcome negative self-talk. You like how I'm, I'm selling this? I did, you're this doing lovely. great. <laughs> Discover your strengths. I feel like I should have clouds around me or something. Right. Uh, but it's really good stuff. And, and jokes aside, this this book is is so it's deep, but it's so good for learning how to accept your ADHD and accept for that you don't need to you're not broken, you don't need to be fixed. And to do this with other ADHDers, it's a really great experience. So this is a longer group session. This is 12 weeks because we want to go through each chapter of the book um, one week at a time. Uh, But definitely check it out. If you guys have any questions around either of these groups, please let us know. And we we should also add the book club, the book group is uh, it's a coaching group. And this is just the first book in the series, right. Women with ADHD, uh, Radical Guide for Women with ADHD. So it is like, we're really trying, I know it's I know it's written on the cover, Women with ADHD. It is not gonna be approached as a gender-based thing. Right. Anybody can sign up and know that there are future books that we're gonna take on as the book group, right? That's the, yes. that's a very important very excited thing. About we're it. very excited about this. So that's it. And now I think we should, we should talk about starting a business. Yes. All right, Jamie. Jamie Coutinho is a master of occupational therapy and a founder of Outsmart ADHD and co-founder of Be Unemployable, an educational brand and podcast for entrepreneurs. Jamie, welcome to the ADHD podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Pete and Nikki. I feel like I'm at like a really exclusive party. So if that's what you're going for, that's how this feels. I don't even know how to characterize. What is that? How does that manifest? I Now I really want to know, what are we doing that makes us feel exclusive? Well, are we on a boat somewhere? Well, not, okay. So not exclusive, but like you make me feel really special. Okay, and I'll take I'm that. just like, there's no way you're doing this for everybody. So this has to be exclusive. <laughs> it is. Yes. That's right. Where do you see the swag bag? Yeah. Right? Okay. That's right. Uh, we're talking. I saw your TEDx talk. 
I know who we're talking to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are important uh, and you have a great message to share for, for sure. sure. So we're happy to have well, you here. Well, you're here kicking off a little series that we're talking about uh, entrepreneurship and ADHD because I know a lot of people have in their heads and hearts that starting a business, running a business, owning a business is going to be just nay impossible to do because of the relationship they have with their ADHD. Mm-hmm. And we, we got real excited to talk to you uh, specifically so that we can kind of countermand or intervene in that particular thought process and and hopefully do some retuning and yeah. celebrate what we can do with our ADHD that might actually support and be good for a new business. So let's let's just start with your uh, your journey to both with ADHD and and uh, your your own businesses. Oh, thank you. So, um, when you go to school for 10 years and get a master's degree, like the goal wasn't to go to school for 10 years and then not use that degree in the traditional sense, you know? So I have a master's degree of occupational therapy. Um, but well, you gotta, what, you gotta tell people though, what, what OT is like oh, as an OT, yes. what, what, do, what do you do? What would you be doing with your yeah. degree if you were actually doing it? Yes. Thank you. Um, I, I always forget. I always just like, make these assumptions, but I didn't even know how to explain occupational therapy until like probably my last year in school. So let me break it down. Um, How an occupational therapist works is they pretty much look at where is your current function? Like you as a person, what is your goal? And what is the creative way to get there? Um, In a nutshell, that's what an occupational therapist does, whether that be somebody with, um, with CP or with ADHD, whether that be kiddos, whether that be, um, you know, babies in the NICU, whether that be somebody that's 99 years old in a skilled nursing facility, we look at them as a person, what do they want to accomplish or them in their, in their family, whether they have, uh, caretakers and then figure out a way, how do we get them there is essentially what an OT is. Um, what I think it's got a it's got a it's got a tricky name because it says occupational and I think a lot of people assume yeah. that it only can that OTs only are, exist at work right in yeah. some sort of a facility right yeah. it's not that's mm-hmm. not what we're talking about no. it's functional mm-hmm. therapy rather than than occupational in that Ab- sense you might hear absolutely and I love that word Pete that's exactly how I describe it is I help you to function in daily mm-hmm. life is absolutely what it is. I'm really spoiled because my wife is is a speech path and runs a company that places SLPs, Uh OTs, and school psychs everywhere in in place. So you're like, are totally speaking my language. One of the reasons I'm so excited to talk to you because you have a bent that uh, really relates to me. So So I don't have that bent (laughs) or that experience Uh or that uh, vocabulary. So I have a question. I always thought that occupational therapy, and, and maybe this is what you're saying, is like on a physical sense, like, so, um, for example, my mom had to have, uh, she hurt her hip really mm-hmm. bad. So she went into a rehab and I know she went through occupational therapy to help her walk with her yeah. hip. At least I think it was occupational therapy. Maybe it was just physical, physical therapy. therapy. Am I getting the two mixed up? So a physical therapist is going to look at more of the body and the structures. Is your is your hip bending the way it needs to? Are your knees bending the way they need to? Are you able to walk with a, a like a, a correct gait or a healthy gait? Whereas an occupational therapist is going to look at that person and say, are they able to get to the toilet? Are they able to dress themselves? Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, we look at the physical aspects, but relating it back to what do they need to do in daily life that they're having trouble doing at this moment. 
Okay. So how does that work with ADHD then? So with ADHD, um, occupational therapists, we, there are physical things we can help with, but also it can be related to helping with getting tasks done. Um, OTs also help as far as like, um, social skills, being able to get your laundry done requires executive functioning, which obviously with our underdeveloped yeah. frontal lobe can be really challenging. So even looking at, okay, mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time getting my package returned to Amazon on time, or I'm having a hard time emotionally regulating when my kids are screaming because of, you know, X, Y, and Z, all these things are out of, that are out of your control. So um, mm-hmm. OT helps with all of that as well. It's really oh, great because great. it's like the way I think of it is it, it's in term it, it it like OT works in terms of like frameworks, right? Like mm-hmm. processes, frameworks, like you're having trouble with your executive function because you want to do a process. Let's put a framework into place that yes. helps you rationalize the steps that that yep. you take to get there. So it's like a cross of of like uh, a blend of executive functioning and organizing mm-hmm. and and uh, like physical stuff like i just it it is it's a little bit of everything and also yeah. i think what makes it hard to explain yes. <laughs> how it actually mm-hmm. works absolutely uh, so let's go back to your story then how mm-hmm. do you, so you mm-hmm. were talking about you know going to school you got your masters in ot yeah. and then what happened well um Really funny, not funny, haha, but funny, ooh, um, thing happened where my husband um, went through some very serious uh, mental health issues. We had to move in with his parents for about eight months um, while he recovered and was back to work. Um, he had a nervous breakdown and has since, he's even better now than he was prior to the breakdown. I'm so thankful. Um, for a while there, I didn't know if I'd ever have my, my best friend back. But anyway, while he was recovering and we were living at his parents, he bought me the book called The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Because I have always yes. been an entrepreneur at heart. Um, I mean, I can remember back being in like second and third grade trying to sell my stuffy animals out of my desk to make a buck like type of person. Um, that's, so it's, <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> the teacher shut me down. I don't understand why. Um, but so I've always had the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial spirit at heart. So he got me that book as like a pick me up because we were in such a low time in our lives. So I read this book and I kept talking about like, what are you good at and where, what will make you money? The cross of that is pretty much like that should be your business. And it like hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, holy crap, I am a functioning woman with ADHD. I'm going to teach other women how to be functional with ADHD. Um, and I say women only because that's who I personally coach, but I create resources so that it can help anybody with ADHD. So um, I ran with that idea and that's how I, I ran with it and went from just an idea to not one, but two businesses in less than a year. That's a lot. And I, not one, but two businesses in less than a year, it stresses me out. (laughs) (laughs) We're just trying to hold on to Yeah, right. Really, really on the edge uh, with just one. So um, let's, let's talk about what makes, what, uh, how you think about ADHD in a way that makes it less terrifying to start not one, but two businesses and not more. Okay. So, so let's talk about why ADHDers make incredible business owners. And I will unapologetically say I'm a great business owner. I'm a terrible employee for these exact reasons. Okay. So Mm. 
first of all, when we we can hyper focus like no other. If I have it in my head that I'm going to get a TED talk, therefore I got a TED talk, not because I am somebody, I was nobody before that, um, but because I was so bent on that happening, hyper focus. That's one. We are incredible at that. Two, I believe that because our brain is always going 17,000 miles per hour, we can problem solve really quickly. And I talked about that in the TED Talk too. If I'm having a, a business problem and I've got two options, let's ask a neurotypical or let's ask an ADHDer. I'm going to ask an ADHDer. They are brilliant humans who will problem solve. And by the time that you know a neurotypical has one possible solution, the ADHDer has like 150. They've already tried 30 of them. So that's another reason why we are incredible um, business owners. But Another thing that I didn't even realize that helps me in my business until my uh, business partner, Maggie, pointed it out was my lack of understanding social slash rejection cues. That in itself. Yeah. Yeah. um, That helps me to get the TED Talk. If you were to have seen the email that I sent TEDx coordinators, you would die of embarrassment. I mean, I had no idea what I was doing at all. <laughs> Not a one. And um, when somebody tells me no, I don't take it as an actual no until I'm told at least three times, um, which I think also makes us incredible business owners because if you're told once and you give up, you're never going to get anywhere in business. So those are just a few things that I think makes us incredible business owners. You know, I had a, an old boss that I used to work with. And, um, one of the things that he would say, he was very innovative and always had really Mm -hmm. great ideas. And he would say to me, he's like, you keep pushing for it until they tell you Mm -hmm. no. And what I love about what you're saying is you keep pushing for it until they tell you no. At at least three times. (laughs) Don't just tell me once. At least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love Thank that. You. I I, I want to lean in a little bit on the rejection piece because, and, and I'll, I'll back up a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. I I've been listening to Be Unemployable, the podcast you do with Bangy, and uh, and one of the things that I think you you both say, and and just heard her say this morning, so it's stuck in my mind. Mm-hmm. She was talking about some something completely different, but the context of her talking about this thing, she said, I. Uh, you know, some people's brains work this way. Mine does not. Therefore, mm-hmm. this wouldn't work for me, but it might work for others. And you jumped yeah. in, you were like, oh, my brain does work that way. Uh, it, mm-hmm. Which I, I found really gratifying because that leads us into this conversation about rejection. You yeah. said that you don't have a strong awareness or relationship with reje- rejection. Yeah. We have a lot of people in our community that do have a very close relationship with RSD and rejection sensitivity. And that can be debilitating in the space of hearing a lot of no's before you get to yes. How do you coach people around that? I guess two questions. How do you coach people around creating a a healthier, uh, positive relationship with rejection when they are sensitive to it? And how do you personally do it when you don't have those issues yourself? Does that make sense? Am I just uh, it makes words perfect sense. It makes absolutely perfect sense. Okay. Um, so I actually, so my, my relationship with RSD is very funny because I absolutely have experienced it very, very strongly in some situations. And then other situations, I totally didn't even see it. Like 
such as in email, maybe I'm not going to see it. Or if it's, if it's written down, I'm a lot less likely to pick up on it. If it's said to me face to face, I'm more likely, but I still have to like study the body language. Um, but I struggled showing up on social media in the beginning of my business. Um, didn't even realize it was a fear of being seen and a fear of being rejected. And I'll be transparent. I personally went to a therapist for that reason. I sat down. She's like, why are you here? I'm like, listen, being afraid of being rejected is keeping me from getting in front of the people I want to help the most. And I want to get past that. I literally went to therapy to help my business and (laughs) to help the people that I'm, that I want to help. Um, so first of all, if you find your, that it is crippling to be in front of other people, there may be something that has happened in, in previously in your life that is making it really, really hard to show up. A lot of us that, that experience RSD, it didn't come out of nowhere. It came from a lifetime of being rejected. So first of all, I want to normalize that experience. I have absolutely experienced it to where it was crippling. And I worked through that in therapy and in coaching with Maggie as well. If you are experiencing that One quick exercise that I like to share with my clients is writing down, okay, this is the situation. I am feeling this way. And then after that, is is my perception of this accurate? If I'm feeling like they're rejecting me because I said something that was maybe they perceived as not intelligent or rationalizing is what I'm feeling accurate? Am I actually a terrible person? Because a lot of times I feel like mm-hmm. I am a terrible person. I'm not worth talking to. Rationalizing that that's not accurate. Yeah, because the ADHD is going to the worst case scenario. I mean, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I had a client who has a meeting with her boss today and she's terrified. And it, you know, I could be wrong, but my guess is that the meeting is probably just a touch base, but she doesn't see that. She thinks she's getting fired. Something we go back to often is that the mantra of like, am I right now, am I living in fact and truth, right? Am I living with what I know to be true or am I living inside the story that I'm telling myself about it? Exactly. Nikki, to touch on what you had said as well, it's like your clients very likely just the boss wants to touch base, right? And sometimes I will even play devil's advocate if they're feeling like, okay, I'm going to get fired. It's like, okay, so worst worst case scenario, you get fired. Let's say that that happens. Are, do do you have skills? Do you think you could probably find another job? Mm-hmm. Like if mm-hmm. if your life depended on it, could you do DoorDash? Yeah. It's like yeah. Are you? Do you think you're going to lose your house like tomorrow if if you're going to get fired? Probably not. Maybe there's someone you can. Ask. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'll even play devil's advocate. It's like okay, so let's assume that that happens. Yeah, what would you do? About, yeah, yeah, let's play it yeah. out. And then yeah. when they realize yeah. like oh, like my life isn't over even with the worst case scenario, which is very likely not going to happen. Sometimes it can right. tame those those circling thoughts that can be absolutely overwhelming. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the, the mm-hmm. sort of lean in paradox. You know, we've had uh, Dr. Dodge uh, Ray on the show. Uh, yeah. He's been on the show a number of times and his entire, his entire mode is when you're dealing with trauma, he's a trauma therapist. And when mm-hmm. you're dealing with, with capital T trauma, even lowercase T trauma, mm-hmm. the, the trauma that we, that we deal with day to day that we sort of infuse on ourselves first embrace it. Mm-hmm. And let's just see how bad could it really be yeah. if you just say the words aloud and let yourself hear them. Is it really? Uh, does that allow you to reset inside of fact and truth right. inside of what of mm-hmm. only what you know? Mm-hmm. I think right. that's a real gift to play that out. Is uh, 
that's that's pretty special. So as an entrepreneur, I'm curious going back to that because there's a lot of time, a lot, I mean, we're almost, you almost have to accept the fact that as an entrepreneur, you're going to try something and it's not going to work out. <laughs> I'm laughing because right? it's like, I'll let you know when I have it all figured out, Nikki. I'll give you a call. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I can't tell you how many things that, you mm-hmm. know, in my own business and Pete, you've been alongside with me for the whole thing. How many ideas we've had and how many things we've tried. Yeah. And and it's interesting because now, like, I'll try something and if it doesn't work out, I really don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, that just didn't work out. Like, we move on to the next thing. What did we learn Absolutely. from it? You know, it wasn't right for our clients. Okay, it wasn't right for our listeners. All right, right, I get that. It's okay. But we've been doing this for a long time and we've been trying things for a long time. And I don't know if, if we would have felt that way you know, 10 years ago, I think we both would have been devastated. We were devastated. Like we've lived through we, that. It's like, let's not act like that didn't happen. Nikki. Yeah, let's, let's <laughs> live infected through. Yeah. We've tried some <laughs> crazy stuff. Uh, weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So how do, how do we, especially somebody who's really excited about starting a new business, they want to be on their own. Maybe they just got, I hear this a lot. I don't know if you do too, Jamie. They got let go, maybe not because they were fired, but because they were laid off or whatever. And like, this is the, this is the opportunity, yeah. right? The, the door has opened, but they're just starting. Yeah. What, what would you say to, to that person? This is, okay, listeners, don't glaze over when I say this because you're going to be like, oh, I've heard this before. But you really have to go back to why you're doing this in the first place. My why was that I wanted to make sure that my husband was never so stressed out where he would have another mental breakdown. Quite honestly, that is that in itself, there's nothing that was more painful than watching that happen to my best friend. There's nothing that would make me more determined. But also the thought of sitting in a desk for 40 hours a week working for somebody else who is going to not value me the way that I deserve to be valued. The fact that I'm going to have to ask them every single time that I want to take a sick day, a vacation day, that in itself, yes, entrepreneurship is hard, but it's really hard reporting to somebody that does not value you the way that you deserve to be valued and that doesn't give you the freedom that you so desperately want and honestly need as an ADHD or with very fluctuating energy levels. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I can have the best of intentions for a day. And sometimes it just does not go as planned. And then the next day I get two times as much done as I had originally planned. Mm -hmm. And um, I personally don't know of a job clocking in for somebody else that gives me that freedom. And I remind myself of that every time that it gets tough, because if I were to sit here and say that I never thought about why did I even do this? It's so hard. That'd be a total lie. It's really challenging. But to me, Mm -hmm. it's worth it to not have to work for somebody else and to have freedom. You know, it's interesting because a couple of things I want to say about what you just said. One is I totally agree with you about the sick day. Like that is definitely one of the reasons why I wanted to work for myself is that I hated the fact that I would have to go into my boss's office and say, can I, you know, get off 30 minutes early today so that I can do this? Like it's Mm -hmm. ridiculous. I wish that the work environment wasn't so 
eight uh-huh. to five. Well, it's only gotten worse now with like productivity tracking and, you know, yeah, people buying exactly. mouse jigglers it's... to make it look like their computers are being are active. I like, may crazy. or may not it's have crazy. done that as I was building my business behind the scenes in my corporate job. If you were doing that, go buy yourself a mouse jiggler. I didn't tell you that. Don't tell them, but I'm telling you no, to go do that. They may not even <laughs> exist. I mean, you'll have to go to Amazon and find out. They right. Be, you, I, they might not be a thing. We could be making that up right now. We and, could, and we could right. totally be making yeah. it up. Um, um, yeah, I, yeah, that's yeah. right. But also, we're well, not and, making and, it up. And maybe. even a little bit. You need to go. You need to go to Amazon right now. That's yeah. the best twenty bucks that you're ever going to spend. <laughs> Show done. <laughs> no, the the other thing though, I do want to point out that I think is really important because this happens to so many people, and I don't think that they quite understand that it's also an ADHD mm-hmm. thing. Is that you can have a really productive day and then the next day not be productive. Yes. You can have a really productive week and then the next week you are like out, Absolutely. right? And and it does. It's your energy. It's how much um you've spent that day or that that uh you know, the dopamine is high one day and then it just goes down to nothing. And it's very normal. And I think that people don't understand how normal it is that you're, you're going to go in waves Absolutely. and accept it. Absolutely. If you can accept it and embrace mm-hmm. it, it's not as well, bad. You won't have as much shame yes. around and it. We've, we've talked a number of times about embracing just like healthy sleep patterns and how good sleep is for you. But you know, mm-hmm. it's also okay to embrace your productive hours of the day. Like it, I mm-hmm. get sometimes just get on a energy bender at nine o'clock at night mm-hmm. and can work until three and not even yeah. notice. Yep. And it, you know, as long as you're cognizant at some point that your your body needs to recharge. You can't mm-hmm. just then eat cereal from three to seven right. and then start work again. Like it right. really there is you have to find a balance and that might yeah. not be sustainable. It's okay yes. to give yourself to 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 celebrate the work that you're doing when you're doing it. Absolutely. Um Maggie's an incredible um, example of this. I mean, she can work literally all night and get so much done. And then the next like day or two, it's like she's resting. She absolutely respects that. Like when she's got a, a, a bout of hyper focus, she's going to harness it. And then she's going to rest when she needs to. And since she owns her own business, she gets to, you know, set her days yeah. the way that she wants to. And there's nothing wrong with that. And embracing that just day to day in general, sleep, energy, productivity isn't going to be the same for us versus maybe a neurotypical. Uh, okay, so uh, we've talked about uh, we've talked about rejection. We've talked about energy. Let's talk about this line from your TEDx talk. I'm successful because of my ADHD brain. I want to talk about how you celebrate yourself mm-hmm. and y- the uniqueness of your brain to be a successful entrepreneur. So I know there's a a big dichotomy out there of like, is ADHD a superpower? Is ADHD a disability? It's like, yes, to all of that. (laughs) Yes. The answer to that is absolutely yes. Um, My, I am at a point now to where I have systems in place and I, I have systems and tools to function on a daily basis. Now that I have those systems and those tools, I can harness those things like hyper-focus and to be able to problem solve incredibly quickly. I don't know if I had a neurotypical brain that I would have been able to grow this quickly in the span of a year. 
Um, I don't know because I don't have a neurotypical brain, but I can say that I did it with my ADHD brain. There's so much stigma put on people with ADHD that we are not capable, that we just need to try harder, that we're not focused, we're not organized, which I don't think that it's our brain that's at fault. I think that the world tries to put us in this neurotypical bubble and give us neurotypical tools. And because of that, it can be very, very hard to function. But I have a beautiful ADHD brain with the right tools. And with those tools and with this brain, I can accomplish a lot in a very short time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Very inspiring. What was that? Do you remember, like, like when you think about the, the early pains of starting your business, businesses, <laughs> uh, what's, what was the hardest thing for you oh, to get to the other side of? Just one? <laughs> um, yeah. I'll be, I'll, I'm so humble in that I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. I was taking a shot in the dark and failing and learning as I went. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as silly as it sounds, learning how to talk to people was challenging for me. And that may seem, sound very silly. With how sounds a little ridiculous right now. It sounds ridiculous right now, but... <laughs> I I was very much crippled by RSD. And if there was someone who didn't answer a message when I'm offering my services and they're reaching out for help, I absolutely took it to heart. Learning how to talk to people in a professional manner, learning how to talk to people, not just as their best friend, but as an expert in the field felt very uncomfortable for me in the beginning because I just want to help everyone. And once I get close with someone, it's like, oh, well, you're just a best friend now. but clients won't see you as that expert if you're talking to them like a best friend from day one. And that's something I had to learn um, and and step into that role of, hey, listen, I really can help you. I do have the tools to help you. That was really challenging for me. Um, and then, of course, technology, because as you guys saw, it took me about three minutes to remember how to put my phone on Do Not Disturb because I've got a newish iPhone. <laughs> and the tech parts of everything <laughs> have just been a nightmare that I have worked through. Um, but those are those are two of the big things. You know, and I think that that is something that's important to to highlight. One of the things that I'll tell people or talk to people about when they're talking about businesses and, and uh, entrepreneurship, know what you're good at and then know what you can delegate. Mm, yes. And I was lucky because I've had Pete literally since day mm-hmm. one. And I knew I wasn't going to figure out the yeah. tech part. I knew I wasn't going to figure out how to do a website yeah. or whatever. And I think it's important to know when it's good to invest in somebody to help you. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, my money went to Pete. Yeah. <laughs> Any money that I made yeah. went to Pete, but it was worth it because he was able to do things that I would never have been able to do and wouldn't have had a business that I have today. Right. And so I think it is important to know what you're good at, what, what you're not good at, be able to invest in yeah. that, delegate it and, and really concentrate on what you want to do and, and watch it. Flourish. Absolutely. And a lot of my beginning revenue also went into, I mean, I hired Maggie as my business coach before I had a, a dime of revenue. And that is like mm-hmm. one of the best investments I had ever made. But also when I had trouble with tech things, I was also hiring friends that were good at tech. Um, because the bandwidth it would have taken in my brain to figure out something that was very quote unquote simple 
there's not enough space in my brain to do everything that I am good at that I need to do in the business and figure out how to do the tech. I also had to hire out my website um, plug for Maggie, because if you like my website, she did my entire website because <laughs> she also does graphic <laughs> design. But um, yeah, you absolutely have to know what you can delegate. And I tell people, you don't have to be able to hire somebody on full time to delegate things. You can find yeah. a VA who's willing to work for you for like an hour. And as long as you've got maybe $20, $25, pay them a, a, a good wage for that hour, because I am totally against not paying people what they're worth. Um, but you can delegate a lot mm -hmm. to that person. They could get maybe six hours of what would take you done in, in an hour or two. So um, mm -hmm. big yeah. on delegating. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. And I think, I, I think, uh, it, you know, one of the, one of the great things you get with somebody else when you're working with somebody else is you have somebody remind you that you're worth more than you think you are. Yes. And I think back to some of the earlier conversations Nikki and I had, which was Nikki, you need to you need to charge what you're worth for your business to mm -hmm. to grow it. And it it sounds like Maggie serves a, a sort of similar mm -hmm. role to you and yes. like reminding mm -hmm. you of the value of the place that you serve in the universe. And and yeah. uh, I, I think that's pretty, well, pretty good. And being an expert too, I think it's also something that I've learned to embrace is that, yes, I'm an expert on ADHD and it's okay if I don't know something. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. something will come up and questions will come up and I don't know the answers. And I'm very comfortable with saying, I don't know that. Let me reach, you know, let me yeah. find out more about that. It happened yesterday in our coaching with Nikki. We have a monthly thing that we do with our um, Patreons and somebody had started to talk about grief and trauma. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I really want to know more about. Mm -hmm. And it, because I'm not an expert in grief and trauma and ADHD, but man, I want to know more yeah. about it. So I'm asking her for resources. So it's like, we're always learning too. And we're always okay with not knowing, but yet you can still be an expert, mm -hmm. absolutely, right? Like you can still know a lot about it and be able to help people and and get them to where they want to be. So yeah, it's a, it's a journey for it sure. It is. And I love, um, I think it was Denise Duffield Thomas talked about this in her podcast, Chill and Prosper, but it's like, you can be part of a conversation and you don't have to rely on yourself to be the entire conversation. So it's like, yes, we are yeah. experts in ADHD, but maybe ADHD grief and trauma, not so much, but you're mm -hmm. part of the conversation. You are an expert in that. So I do love mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I want to yeah. turn to your business and the podcast a little bit. I, yes. so I was listening to the show and I, um, you know, it's called be unemployable mm -hmm. as is co-founder of be unemployable. And I was like, Oh, that's, um, that's sad. And it took me, and <laughs> <laughs> well, I wait for it. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, I'm sitting here and, uh, I, I'm, I'm sitting here about halfway through our conversation, uh, and I realized, oh yeah, I'm totally unemployable. And yeah. I realized, oh my God, I'm totally unemployable. Uh -huh. And I would have it no other way. Yes. I would yep. be a lousy employee, uh -huh. a lousy employee. And I, I would have it no other way. How did you, how did you arrive at that so far before me? <laughs> um, Honestly, Maggie's coaching. She has been yeah. absolutely incredible um, in teaching me my worth. And the last, um, the last corporate job I had really brought it to a head of how incredibly unemployable I am. Mm -hmm. Because I will just, if you're not doing things efficiently, I'm going to show you how I've been doing it differently. And a lot more has been getting done, but it doesn't follow your, you know, A yeah. through Z protocol. 
but do you want results and maybe to tweak a few things or do you want to do things the same way that you've, you've always done them? It turns out they want to do things, the same thing they've always done and they didn't really like my innovation. Um, but yeah, I, I'm complete. I'm, I'm right there with you, Pete. Very unemployable. Yeah. I know my worth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 So is Maggie, did you hire her as a business coach? Does she have ADHD? Was she an ADHD yeah, business so, coach or how did so she So she actually has a TED talk too. We both did a TED talk at the same event. Highly, uh, recommend seeing that too. But yeah, she is, um, she has ADHD and she also has autism as well. And, um, Mm -hmm. I hired her as my business coach and it was so funny because we, I was, um, I was in Ohio filming for my program and, or she was helping me to film the program. And we were in Panera having a meal talking about how in the past we had tried having co-hosts and with a podcast and it just didn't work out. And, um, we had both like talked about just doing one solo and I'm just like, Maggie, I know we both talked about having solo podcasts because of things in the past. And she's like, Jamie, are you asking me to go steady? I'm like, yes, I am. (laughs) And she was like, okay, well, if you're going to be part of this and she like got out her notebook that said podcast, I'm like, I want you to be part of this. And she showed me her business plan for the business to be unemployable. And I'm like, Oh, I want to be part of that. And, um, we wrote on a, on a napkin at Panera, like how much of the company each of us would own and ran with that idea as well. Um, so that was back in like March. We've been working on things in the meantime, we'll be launching like education to go with that brand. And the end of the first quarter was our original plan, but might be pushed back a bit. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's how we w- went from being a uh, business coach client relationship to also now being business, business partners. Partner. Yeah. Yep. Partner. Partner. Yeah. And this is very timely. That's I great. guess I didn't realize just how on the precipice this like your next sort of phase of be unemployable is yeah. beyond uh, the coaching and, the, and yeah. the, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. I'm just curious about what you guys talk about on the podcast. On the podcast is pretty much how to run a business when you are neurodivergent, when you have, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it be ADHD, autism, because we do need different tools to be able to function. Like RSD is a thing. We've got some episodes on RSD, um, pretty much how to run a business with ADHD and neurodiversity is what's on that podcast. Yeah. That's great. Well, no, thank you so much for being here. It's such a pleasure to meet you. And, uh, have you on here and tell us what you're doing and what you guys are working on. And it's been a thank, pleasure. Thank, thank you, you for so having much. me in this exclusive club. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yacht bound. Excuse us from Davos. Yes. Uh, Red we- <laughs> carpet rolled out. We're fanning you. Whatever you need. You need a drink. We'll it's too kind, but thank you. I really appreciate it. And thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to this show. We sure appreciate your time and your attention. Don't forget, if you have something to contribute about this conversation, we're heading over to the Show Talk channel in the Discord server, and you can join us right there by becoming a supporting member at the deluxe level. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer and Jamie Coutinho, live from the yacht, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll see you right back here next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. Mm-hmm.